0: If you keep your finger in 2nd Kings chapter 6 We'll come back to it in, in a moment You know from scripture we, we realize that Elisha at times Lived with and taught uh, The schools of the prophets Especially at Gilgal. And once there he, he, he performed Some miracles The miracles obviously of Elisha Would be worth a study Sometime we could we could have a look at them and go right through them. But of course all scripture is worth studying. I was thinking about that last night and I was saying that as from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture. And you know that is the thing, not just bits of it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God it's God breathes. God breathed into uh, the scriptures and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness people will tell us these days that doctrine is not important but it's profitable the first thing that Paul said writing to young Timothy says it's profitable for doctrine For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We want to become more and more like our master. And he will instruct us through his word for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished. You know. We used to see these advertisements years ago. A house to rent. Semi furnished. And when you went in. There was very little furniture in it. But it was getting over a legal nicety. That they could put you out if They wanted to in a few years time. But we want to be. As Christians. Completely furnished. Completely. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And. Producing fruit for his eternal glory. We want to be fully furnished, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It's another verse that was read out by George a few weeks ago. Grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of our. Jesus Christ, seeing that his divine power hath granted unto us all that pertains unto life and godliness. All that pertains unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that called us by his own glory and virtue, whereby he hath granted unto us his precious and exceeding great promises, that through these ye may become partakers of his divine nature, Isn't that wonderful, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. First, second Peter 1, the first two or three verses. through the knowledge of him that called us by his own glory and virtue, whereby he hath granted unto us his precious and exceeding great promises, that through these, ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. And, you know, we've only to look around the world. It's, it's, it's corrupt. And is becoming more corrupt every day. And this week has been just another amazing example of how things, how, how our, our values are changing that we can buy kids the highest bidder gets the twins it's unbelievable imagine putting these little ones up for sale on the internet from the corruption that is in the world by lust money the root of all evil the love of money is the root of all evil ourselves in God's word saturate ourselves in God's word and we have all we need to face life there's a growth industry in counseling if if there's an accident or a a policeman sees something which is not just normal he has to be counseled these days but we have the counsel of the Holy Spirit he's the comforter, he's the one we go to in that There in 2 Peter It says That we have All things that pertain Unto life in Christ Jesus But you know Let's be sure that the word In which we are Putting our faith and trust Is the unadulterated pure word of God We hear a lot of talk about These days of Modified genetically modified seeds which are being produced, and you know, there's a lot of genetically modified scriptures which are being reproduced around, not the pure word of God. Look at Jeremiah 23, there's just a passage there, and I was looking at this yesterday. I kept and it's sometimes like that. But let's read it verse twenty, the anger of the Lord, uh, Jeremiah twenty three twenty, the anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, ye shall consider it perfectly. I have not sent these prophets yet they ran. I have not spoken to them yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them away from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? God is, God is nigh. God is with us. Can any man hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophet said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed a dream, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy? Lies. Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams Which they tell every man to his neighbor As their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully That's what you're saying, singing That's what Bunyan was on about Don't be afraid of the faces of these people Speak my word faithfully He says this is it. For what is chaff to the wheat? What is chaff to the wheat? Saith the Lord. Going back to the Elisha, I was thinking of the Elisha chapter 6 where where we have the story of the axe head falling in. But My mind went back then a few verses, a few chapters to 2 Kings chapter 4. And let's just read this story here, please, in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 38. And Elisha came again to Gilgal, and there was a dearth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Gehazi, Set on the great pot and seed pottage for the sons of the father. I think that's great. Put on the big pot there. We're going to have something to eat. There was a famine in the land. The men were hungry. And Elijah didn't say, put on one of the little pots. Put on the big pot. We're going to make some pottage here. And one went out into the field to gather er, herbs. And found a wild vine, and gathered thereof wild gourds to his lapful, and came and shed them into the pot of pottage, for they knew them not. And so they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass, as they were eating of the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou son, man of God, there is death in the pot, poisonous. And they could not eat their own. But he said Then bring meal And he cast it into the pot And he said pour out for the people That they may eat And there was no harm In the pot Another little bit of the story We should carry on really But let's just stick to that bit For, for the moment we'll, we'll go through all these miracles someday But these two just were for Today I feel The people were hungry, there was a famine. They went out and they gathered wild vines. Wild. And they made the soup with it. They shred them into the pot. And it said, they knew them not. They knew them not. They put it into the pot, but they didn't know what they put in for the people to eat they didn't know anything about it they just put them in any old thing put it into the pot But how true that is today the churches are putting everything into the pot for the people to eat anything goes put it into the pot but it's poisonous it's affecting the people it's not giving them nourishment it's not giving them the right things that are needful unto life all scripture we've modified things and everything goes into the pot they took it from a wild vine what does John 15 say I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. unless we are connected to the vine the true vine everything else is poisonous And what did Elisha do? He said bring forth meal bring forth meal and put it into the pot Oh they were putting all sorts of rubbish into the pot and it was poisoning the people and that's what's happening every type of doctrine and man's ideas are all going into the pot which is being preached to the people what does Elisha do? He puts the meal the meal speaking of the, the pure word of God. What is chaff to wheat? You know Amos says. The days shall come saith the Lord. That I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread. Nor a thirst for water. But of hearing of the word of God. People have been starved the hearing of the word of God those days are here Amos said it would come it has come the the famine of hearing the pure unadulterated word of God and what we need we need to put the pure meal into the pot and it takes away the poison it takes away all that is corrupt The days of famine are here. And that was just by the way, because I started really to look at 2 Kings chapter 6. And what put this into my thoughts was there's a little thing came over the net, and it was a little thing that Spurgeon had written about this. The iron did swim. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 6. Here we have Elisha again with the sons of the prophets. Behold now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us, too narrow, too small. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Elisha answered, Go ye said be content I pray thee and go with thy servants and he answered I will go so he went with them and when they came to Jordan they cut down wood but as one was felling a beam the axe head fell into the water and he cried and said alas master for it was borrowed and the man of God said where fell it and he showed him the place and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither And the iron did swim Therefore said he take it up to thee And he put out his hand and took it Then it goes on Just this little incident in the life of Elisha A, a comparatively small incident you would have think You wonder why the Holy Spirit put it into the scriptures only happened to one man and Elisha and it seemed quite an insignificant thing (coughs) there had been an increase in the number of prophets apparently at the schools and uh, they decided with Elisha's approval to expand to do a bit of an extension and then removed down apparently about six miles to be near the Jordan and some people say it was because it was near the place where Elijah had been taken up but is a bit of speculation perhaps it doesn't matter and they had the prophet's approval they had godly ideals every motive in doing this was good they were prepared to put in hard work and they brought the prophet with them which was also a good uh, thing to have done and they were living in the promised land And surely everything should have gone smoothly. They've done everything the way things should have been done. But disaster came to this poor man who was cutting down the tree. And it was even worse because he borrowed it. It's always terrible when you borrow something off somebody and it goes wrong. And it leaves you in a dilemma. But an iron axe head was in a very important bit of equipment for them they were cutting down trees and was, you couldn't cut down many trees without it and to him it was a disaster They'd done, they seemed to have done the right thing they, they had the prophet's approval they had the ideals they were working hard they brought God's messenger along with them and they were living over the Jordan in in the promised land and you know that happens to us we may seem to do all the things that are right but God has never said that the Christian life was going to be a bed of roses we will have difficulties we will have problems but the great thing is that he's with us in those problems they brought the man of God with them Be sober, be vigilant Because your adversary the devil As a roaring lion walketh about Seeking whom he may devour You know the work was affected It was going to cost them dearly And he cried out for help He cried out He cried out to the man of God for help What do we do first of all We don't we don't hear of him diving into the water to try and find out where the axe head went he did the most sensible thing he cried out to the man of God for help that's the first thing he did and when we're in difficulties and we're in problems that we should go straight to, to, to our Lord for his guidance and his help I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy helper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord is thy keeper. He shall preserve thy soul he shall preserve thy goings out and thy comings in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's where the psalmist got his help. He got his help from the Lord. And in difficulties and in problems, that's where we should go. And you know, the the prophet got a bit of a stick. He cut it off. He threw it in. And the iron did float. The iron did swim. What a wonderful miracle. The, The iron came up to the top. It defeated all the laws of gravity and all the rest of it and he, he said lean over and he leaned over and he pulled it in the iron did swim and he says take it up and he put out his hand and he took it it appeared so difficult as to involve this absurdity if you'd been there and you'd seen Elisha cutting off a bit of stick and throwing it into the river going to float Uh, he said for goodness sake let's be practical about this it it seemed an absurd thing to do but the, the prophet had put his faith and trust in what the man of God was going to do and the iron did swim whatever your difficulty is this morning whatever your problem is if you go to the Lord with that problem and present it to him and cast your burden upon the Lord you'll find that the iron will swim bring it hither to him the God of the prophets is the same God who lives today the God of the prophets lives and he lives to help you and he lives to help me He will not suffer you to lack any good thing. That's what scripture says. Do you believe it? Believe in the Lord of hosts. Approach him pleading the name of Jesus. And you'll find that the iron shall swim you shall see the finger of God working for his people you know it says according to thy faith be it unto thee and yet again the iron shall swim wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee indeed it says in Psalm 85 wilt thou not revive us again give us that faith that we had when first we knew the Lord. The hymn says, doesn't it? Oh for the blessedness I knew when first I knew the Lord. That simple childlike faith that we had when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation, but then we become, oh we mature and we lose that faith. That simple childlike faith that wants to see that iron swimming. Well, you said, but it, it doesn't seem sensible. That's not the point. When, 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 when the Israelites stood at the Jordan, it didn't seem sensible that they would be able to walk across it. When, when Herod was chasing the, 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 the Israelites across the desert and they came to the Red Sea, it didn't seem sensible that they could walk through on dry land whatever you're up against whatever the problems you have it may not seem sensible to put your faith and trust solely in God but that's the way it works and that's the way the iron swims and that's the way we have to live you see the trouble is as Paul wrote to the Galatians he says but now knowing God but rather being known by God how do you turn back again to the weak and poor elements to which you desire again to slave anew? They were going back. They were going back to what they, 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 the, the traditions and the traditions of the law rather than putting their faith completely and trusting in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross. They were trying to mix the law and, and grace together says why do you go back why are you going back to those trust in God completely and he will make the iron swim that's really the, the, the simple message this morning trust God completely for everything don't be content with the wild vine with the chaff don't be content with it only be content with the pure word of God immerse yourself in God's word feed on him the living bread of life the meal he was crushed wasn't he at Calvary for you and for me Paul writing in Acts 20 32 he says and now brethren I commend you to God and to the word of his grace he commended them to God and the word of his grace and he says it's able to build you up it's able to build you up and to give you an an inheritance among all them which are sanctified we want to be built up You want to be nourished. He commended them to God. And to the word of his grace. James it says. Wherefore lay apart. All filthiness. And superfluity of naughtiness. And receive. With meekness. The engrafted word. Which is able. To save your souls. we all face problems but God has said in his word that if we trust him we cast our cares upon him for he cares for you I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you put your faith completely and utterly in him this morning and whatever that problem is the iron will swim Let's pray.